Hello and welcome to the second episode of A German and a Catholic Go to a Movie. My name's Jared and I'm the Catholic and Gregor is the... German. Hi, I'm Gregor. I'm the German. <laughs> Isn't he just? Now, for those of you who aren't familiar with our first episode, I had a spare room. He came to the door. I'd seen Chinder's list. What could possibly go wrong? He moved in. COVID hits. We're watching videos, stuck with each other. And we decided we'd start up a channel and just, you know, review sort of whatever we happen to be watching at the time. And this week, the movie we went to was a Gary movie. I know, it's pretty good, isn't it? Um, so the movie we, do, we watched was Annabelle 2 Creation. I don't know if any of you out there are familiar with the whole Annabelle thing. I'm not really up on it. It's just about like a creepy doll that does creepy stuff, but not in a Chucky sort of way, but kind of it's definitely a good show as far as horror movies go it's a good show um now i'm an old horror fan from way back so i've got a lot to say about this but first of all gregor what did you think of this movie yeah i'm an uh i'm a young youngish horror fan <laughs> so of course jared and me have a lot of horror movies to go through especially uh during a global pandemic kind of a unfortunately fitting topic anyway so uh, Annabelle 2 Creation, I would count to definitely one of the better horror movies. Yeah, it's good. It's good. It's yeah. definitely got something. Maybe a quick synopsis. Um, it's, I would say it takes place around, is it in the, in the late 1940s? Yeah, 30s, 40s, somewhere around there, yeah, I would have said. Yeah. Somewhere around the Second World War. It's all it, about the war, folks. All about the war. <laughs> of course. And there are Germans in it. No, uh, there's nothing to do with that, but it's about a, um, there's a couple and they have a young daughter and they lose her tragically. Uh, kind of a bit like, I would say, maybe even an homage to the pet cemetery. After that uh, loss of their daughter, they decide years later to take in a couple of orphans. A nun brings a couple of orphans to their home and uh, takes care of the orphans in their house. Because if you'd lost your child and there was a, a possessed doll, you would set your house up as an orphanage for girls. There's certain lapses in logic in this, like all horror films, but I feel there's quite a few in this particular film. And the biggest lapse of logic for me was the casting of The Nun. Stephanie Siegman as oh. Sister Charlotte. Back in my day, being a Catholic, of course, I went to a Catholic school and I can assure you the nuns didn't look like the nun in this show. <laughs> Sister Francesca wasn't looking like, you know, some sort of like hot model nun. But she does a pretty good job. You know, a model actress. You don't hear of that very often these days. She actually plays a pretty significant role. And there's a lot of... There seems to be... It's a pretty heavy cast of young girls because they're all orphans and they're being, you know, set up in this house like an orphanage. There's just a lot of young... There's a, it, there's a heavy cast in this one, I thought. And in the cast is also some Australians. So you've got Anthony LaPaglia and Miranda Otto. Now, I'd like to say I served Miranda Otto in a shop many years ago, and she was actually really sweet and very smiley and very lovely. But in this, she's not uh, too smiley because she's been hit by a car. Oh, wait, 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 wait. First of all, you're going to hear that story from Jared a lot because apparently he's m met every uh, Australian movie star while serving in a shop or... S swimming with big fish, swimming with big fish. That's, that's, yeah. my ro that's why I roll, that's why I roll. Second of all, she's not she's not hit by a car, wasn't she? Mm -mm. The... Well, well, I didn't give a spoiler away. Oh, I thought she was okay. You know, and the other Aussie that's in it is Anthony Lapalia, whose wife Gia Caridis once smiled at me in a bakery. 
Of course you did. <laughs> you know, I, yeah, I know, I know. You know, it started it was the start of something beautiful, really. And um, <laughs> Perez Hilton, you heard it here. You heard it here. Um, oh, be, I'm happy you stayed. Uh, besides all that fame, you stayed here with me. And uh, I know, I know. I just, I just want to be part of the common man. The common man. You are. You know, like I just want to get a swelled head about these sort of things. But anyway, they play the couple who has the child, who has the doll. That's quite creepy. Basically, the nun brings the orphans to the house. They settle in, and of course, creepy things start happening. And there's one particular girl who's uh, a cripple. And she starts to become more aware of what's going on. And, of course, there's a room you're not allowed to go into. So what do they do? They go into it. And, of course, you know, mayhem and sinister doll-like stuff in shoes. This was actually done by the same director who did Lights Out, which is one of my favourite horror films. And it's a great horror movie. It's really good. Like, if you haven't seen it, it's really, really good. It has a, some of the same sensibilities. Like, there's a lot of... Things like a lot of foreground and background shots and things moving in the background and you're not quite sure what they are. Like there's a real play of light in this film and I felt that was also in Lights Out. The doll itself, besides the fact that it's enormous, like, you know, it's not like a Barbie doll, it's like a child. I don't know what was going on with dolls in those days, but they sort of made them all about four foot tall. You know, like now they're 35 centimetres or whatever they are. Not that I would know that, of course. It just seems odd that there's this massive creepy doll oh and that's to top it off the father in the house is actually a doll maker how did it oh we can't no that's a spoiler i i think the whole background with the doll is um there was this contouring movie also i find um very scary well-made horror movie and was super successful and this contouring movie kind of started off the whole contouring universe in that movie there's only a brief scene where that doll annabelle is featured But, yeah, since the Conjuring movie was very successful and uh, they realized um, people are longing for that kind of modern, not very brutal, but very scary, kind of simple ghost stories, but very effectively told. They also decided to make make an Annabelle spin-off of that Conjuring movie. There was already a first Annabelle movie, which I haven't seen, apparently wasn't... Very I good. saw it. It was terrible. Okay, that's. So, uh, I wasn't interested in this one until sort of I got railroaded into it, and I'm kind of glad I did because it was pretty good. So if you saw the first one and thought it wasn't very good, the second one is a, a big improvement. It's not without its flaws, but at least it's you know somewhat entertaining. Yeah, I heard um, back when the movie came out. I think about two or three years ago. Um, I read some good reviews about it. Uh, critics were quite surprised that after the very badly reviewed first Annabelle, that the director David F. Sandberg, talent, talented young director, as Jared said, lights out. Very scary movie. Maybe we'll talk about that as well someday. Yeah, he made a surprisingly good second Annabelle movie, but the doll was already there. There. So he had to work with that ugly big doll. I totally agree with Jared. I don't know why anyone in the world would ever give such a doll to his child, even in the 40s. <laughs> it's just like huge. And of course the doll has been possessed by an evil spirit, but you just never hear of these dolls getting possessed by a good spirit. Like, you know, you never hear of a doll that got possessed by a spirit that turned the dishwasher on and cleaned up after everyone and... You know, lock the door when someone left it open. You know, they're always out there doing mayhem. Why does possession only happen with evil things? Why can't we have a, a nice possession that picks flowers for you and, you know, like turns the heater off before you go to bed and, you know, records your favourite pro... Or not records, showing my age there with videos. 
But maybe you should ask the doll who is uh, sitting quite regularly in front of your room. Um, that's not a doll, say. that's my girlfriend. <laughs> Don't you knock her. <laughs> I'm telling you, I paid good money all the way from the Eastern Bloc. Anyway, the crippled girl... So we'll get back to the storyline a little bit. We're getting a bit lost here. But the crippled girl basically goes and does some investigation and finds out some spooky things. But the thing is, in this particular room is where various horrible things happen. And they keep going back into the room. So even though they're terrified and they're screaming and they run out screaming, they'll go back in. So there's a few lapses of judgment. And no one seems... Amongst the characters, none of the girls actually seem to communicate with each other. So they're all going through various horrible things. But no one seems to go, hey, did you get chased by a doll? Or did you have a dream about this? Or did you see something move? No one seems to be like talking about that sort of thing till the end. And of course, there's a big, like, you know, the, a climactic scene where all sorts of, you know, mayhem and spiritual weird things start going and all revelations about the family all come out. So it's it follows a fairly similar line to like most horror movies, but it is actually really well done. And the remarkable things is the young girls in it are really good actors. Like they really yes. are genuinely very talented. Because you won't know any of them, and I can't remember their names, I'll just have to read them. Samara Lee as B, and... Uh, Talita Ileana Bateman as, as Janice. Janice. Yeah, they were extremely talented girls. You know, you just sort of think, gee, the standard's really high. So they've obviously worked with... They've done a good job of picking people that, you know, can actually act really well. Yes, I would uh, I would agree. The actresses are great. Of course, there are typical horror movie situations where... Situations, a lot of jump scares in this. A lot of jump scares. Get ready for it. And also situations where you would think, okay, especially as a little girl, I would have run out of that house screaming already. But Jesus Christ, these girls have courage. Um yeah, as Chad mentioned, there are like points where I definitely would not return to certain places, but they do. It's true. I've seen him run around. You know, I've seen him run away like a screaming girl many times. It's true. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, not like our former roommate just because of cockroaches, at least. Uh, yeah, there was a guy who used to literally wouldn't go in the room where there was a cockroach and I had to go in and kill it. I don't know how he would have gone with, you know, like a doll that's possessed if a cockroach was the big thing in his life. But anyway, I digress. Maybe let's have a, a quick talk about the setting as well. I really like the setting. Um, I re can't really put it into words, but it felt a bit new, a bit unusual, a bit unused for horror movies. It was, um, yeah, it was in in the countryside in the forties. Oftentimes, even in in daylight. Um, so not you don't have like this scary town or it's like somewhere in the woods um or it's like a scary apartment where it's raining all the time um it was like actually uh, the sun was shining all the time during the day of course so i really liked the setting it felt kind of yeah as i said unused um fresh for a, for a horror movie how, how did you feel about that jared it had sort of a rural setting, which is nice, but it had the same things like an isolated large house that's poorly lit. Although I have to say this one, considering the time it was set, had a lot of good electricity going on, which was a bit odd. And, and a dollhouse yeah. that even lit up, which I don't think there would have been too many of those, you know, in 1940. Unfortunately, with a lot of horror films, there's a part of me that just wants to say, will someone just turn the light on? Because everything's happening and they walk into dark rooms and it's just like, turn the lights on, it'll help. But of course, ruins a bit of the atmosphere. And I think, as you can see, especially in the movie, lights out. 
David F. Sandberg, the director, is really good with this scenes where he plays with the darkness. I think this is where the movie is at its best, at its scariest. It's really effective there. I think that's also the reason or one of the reasons why Lights Out is just so scary. It's, it's, uh, it seems to be like a strength of him and um, yeah, I'm excited to see him uh, hopefully using it in uh, some coming scary movies. Yes, and now if you like the whole doll theme and you're after some doll scary movies or scary things, there's always the Chucky series, Child's Play, you could look up those. And also, there's a little-known episode of The Twilight Zone with Telly Savalas and a sinister doll, and that's worth sort of pursuing. It's, it's pretty old, but it's still worth a look about a doll, you know, a threatening doll. Talking about The Twilight Zone, I heard uh, there are new episodes out, and they are supposed to be actually pretty good. Maybe that would be worth another look for us as well. Yeah, but I, <laughs> I mean, I even bought the DVD set of, you know, all the old Twilight Zone, and I have to say, I didn't really like them that much. I just thought... There were, the odd one was good, but I just felt they're just dated, you know what I mean? I'm not sure the whole Twilight Zone concept still has legs. I don't mind the Alfred Hitchcock Presents ones. If you can look those up on YouTube, there's some interesting little ones there. I don't know, I just thought the Twilight Zone ones seemed a bit... I mean, they're quite culty, but they seemed a little bit stale to me. So, as far as horror movies go, I would say... Now, how do we say stars again in German? Sterne. Sterne. I would give this three and a half Sterne. So, it's definitely worth a, worth a look. I would agree, actually. Um, three and a half, three, three and a half Sterne. A solid, it's a good rating for that movie, yeah. It's a, it's a scary, good horror movie, definitely worth a watch. It doesn't reinvention, uh, reimagine the genre. I found the finale a bit too overblown, a bit too long, but still a really good horror movie. Now, we've got to talk about the finale because this is one movie that has about four endings. Just when you think they've defeated something or they've done something, it sort of keeps kicking over, which I thought took a little bit of the tension away from it. But it probably advanced the story a bit more. Did you find that? Yeah. I wouldn't have put it in that words, but it just felt a bit long, a bit multiple storylines going on, a, a bit much action and the finale. The movie was actually better when in my regard when there wasn't that much action when you didn't really when you didn't really see any ghosts when he was playing with the shadows really well overall it didn't take away a lot from me um, of the movie i think i would have given the movie probably about the same rating um, without the finale so have you seen this movie do you agree with this review do you think it's terrible do you think it's good do you think we're terrible do you think we're good do you think we're worth a third episode i guess only time will tell Anyway, I've just been possessed by the demon of washing up and emptying the dishwasher. Unfortunately, Gregor hasn't been possessed by that demon for quite some time, but I'm hoping he will be soon because to be possessed by an overly clean demon would be, well, a dream come true. Oh. <laughs> I have to correct that at some point.